your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Presentation with Mike and Ethan, or Elf will not be seen tonight. I was so excited about this episode. I was like, "Finally, finally, finally, we're gonna get to do the Wizard of Oz." I want, I love the Wizard of Oz so much. Wait, Wizard of Id? Ah! <laughs> oh, talk about a cruel joke. <laughs> uh, Wizard of Id. Has there ever been a more? Uh, uh, it's a comic that exists. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's it's strange to look back on Wizard of Id as we are today. We have what we're go- what we've got here is two pilots for Wizard of Id series that never got off the ground. And it's so weird to look back at a time when the Wizard of Id was the hot new property everyone wanted their hands on. It's like, "Oh god, I love the Wizard of Id. Oh, who's your favorite Wizard of Id character? Who's your Wizard of Id Sona?" Oh, oh yeah, well, let my I certain mm, I certainly <laughs> know that there are characters in uh, Wizard of Id. <laughs> I mean, there must be, right? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Let's well, let's do what we did with Beetle Bailey and try and just try to brainstorm how many Wizard of Id characters can you think of? Okay, so um, Wizard of Id. So. Uh, well, obviously there's the wizard. Yes. The titular wizard who is, it's, it's interesting looking at him and how he's kind of the bad guy sometimes, but also kind of the good guy. He's a very morally ambiguous character. There's, yeah. there's layers in this wizard. Um, yeah. Cause he's kind of, no, you're actually, before we get into the characters, we should probably just, uh, assuming the children don't know what wizard of it is. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, wizard of it. <laughs> It's a comic strip. We should probably talk about that part, huh? Yeah, it's it's a comic strip in the paper. It's by uh, Johnny Hart and Brant Parker, yes. I believe. And it is, uh, the basic premise is, oh, it started in 1964. So it is an old one. It yeah. Is, it has been around a long, long time. Five and, years older um, than Sesame Street and the, and the moon landing. Damn. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's, it's, Makes sense that um, when you that it had happened before the moon landing because this is a uh, it is a medieval themed uh, comic strip. Mm-hmm. It takes place in the, the the kind of medievally kingdom of Id, and a whole lot of medieval stuff happens. It's not really fantasy. I mean, I guess it kind of is. There's like magic, and I mean, occasionally you might see a dragon in it. I think, but it's generally just people. I think, right? Yeah, for the most part, the Wizard of Id is I with if you're if your primary uh look into the 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 fantasy genre is something like say uh Lord of the Rings, this will be disappointing. If it's something like uh this is actually a little closer to Game of Thrones as weird as it is to say that. 
I mean, it is because it's very much, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantasy in the sense that, yeah, there is magic. And I think once in a blue moon, you might see uh, someone fight a dragon, but yeah, it's it was... mostly just people and politics, you know? I mean, it's got a king who whose um, people are always trying to de- dethrone, so it's very much like Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, so yeah, it's it's a lot like Game of Thrones in that it's all it's all about human interest and it's all really boring. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot more boring than Game of Thrones, I think. Oh, but, okay, um, we'll give it that. I mean, nobody has sex live on uh, on the screen on uh, in uh, Wizard of Id, unless I've missed the uh, updated version by Master Annie. Yeah, there's uh as far as I know, there's there's no boobs in Wizard of Id. Um so but but let's so let's go through the characters. We said uh there's the wizard. Yes, the um, wizard he's, he's, he's not really the main character. No, he's um he is close to it. He's a pretty prominent character, but he is um I'd say the king is the main character. Yeah, think, the king. But... Yeah, the king is the central character. the The Wizard of Id. I guess we kind of experience things through his eyes. I guess he's the everyman, the Ishmael. Yeah, I mean that's kind of his thing. He's he's occasionally like doing evil wizard stuff, but more often he's just kind of the beleaguered employee of the king. Yeah, and. I think a lot of his evil wizard shenanigans are like when the king wants him to cast an evil spell or something. And otherwise, he mostly seems to just, I don't know, just putter away in his lab and, you know, just, I guess, just want to not be, I don't know what he does. Yeah, he doesn't like to be, yeah, he doesn't like to be bothered at whatever. The only real work we see him doing is making potions that will like turn frogs into princes or something. And he has this evil spirit that lives in his cauldron that he summons mostly just to chat with, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the, um, if, if the, uh, wizard of id was a, uh, um, a game of Thrones character, I guess he'd be kind of like, um, uh, I guess he's kind of the master, the master of whispers. He's the Varys of uh, Id, um, and the um, and the uh, evil spirit. Or I guess you could say his little uh, his little sparrows or whatever whatever <laughs> the hell he's got. It's been a long time since I watched Game of Thrones. I never um, did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, you don't, you don't need to because uh, we're ta- we watched Wizard of Id. That'll basically give you the same idea. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we also said so we said there's a wizard, there's an evil spirit, and there's a king. Yes, the king is kind of the main character. He is, you know, a sawed-off little pissant who is always uh, demanding more respect from his uh, citizens, and they never give it to him because he's a sawed-off little pissant. Yeah, he is. Um, he's a fink. Yes, and uh, Wizard of Id is the only place in the English language that the word fink has been used in my entire lifetime, I believe. Um, I, I don't know what a fink actually is, but the king is it. And people often just yell the king is a fink at him all the it's time. It's really weird because what a fink is is a tattletale. Huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> the king is a tattletale? Who is he tattling who? on? <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like he's the ultimate authority. Who is he going to tattle to? Um <laughs> Uh, the king has gone uh, kind of an interesting uh, evolution over the years because uh, he started out like um, he's always been short. But in the beginning, he was like a little short guy and his nose has kind of grown over the years. Yeah, his nose uh, has where... swallowed his entire face over the last yeah. 40 years. I feel like now, like I've been looking at the king long enough that like and I remember sort of what he used to look like. 
um, that I can kind of through muscle memory kind of, you know, like piece together what, what he actually is supposed to look like. But if you were like just seeing the King for the very first time today, you would probably be like, what is that a frog? What is this? Um, <laughs> Because he has a mustache. I mean, I remember he's got that little kind of like, you know, like King John of England mustache thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that little tiny pencil mustache. You can see it in the two things we watched today. But looking at this model of him that uh, that's featured on, on Wikipedia, you can't see it at all. No, no. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I can see it because I remember it. My brain fills it in. But if I wasn't aware that he used to have less of a nose i i wouldn't know at all um and i wouldn't even be able to figure out what that is at all grant <laughs> parker's illustrations have become uh, i don't want to say uh worse but definitely much sketchier over the years i guess as he's kind of perfected the uh the, the art of drawing these comics faster and faster because they because if ever a comic personified uh not not putting in the effort it would be wizard of id yeah wizard of id is the kind of strip you do you uh apply to do specifically because you can do it in the morning and then uh be on be it on the golf course by noon yeah exactly um you know actually when we were discussing we were ranking comics last week i have to say i uh, having looked at a couple of wizard of id strips i think that um we were unfair to rank this higher than bc you think because yeah. You think um, BC is better than this? I do think it is. And, uh, well, I, BC is not good, but the fact that Johnny Hart uh, actually has something he wants to say through BC, mm. um, I think that elevates it slightly because there's a, cause you know, there's, there's a passion and a reason there. Whereas mm. Wizard of Id, it's like, look, everyone involved in this just does not give the, the least little bit of a shit about this comic they're doing and yet they've had what like 70 years of newspaper real estate dedicated to this thing uh anyway uh, um so let's see who else have we got in wizard of it what are uh the wizard has a wife that's right uh does she have a name i think blanche her name is blanche. blanche okay i thought so so blanche is um she's a she is a big fat woman with like a bun of hair. She looks kind of like the general's wife in Beetle Bailey. Yeah. They, they, all of these wives look the same. They're always, uh, you know, large brawny older woman, women that could beat the shit out of their skinny, tiny husbands. Yeah. And I think her main thing is so that the wizard and Blanche can kind of do those, like, Oh, those wacky cishets type yep. jokes. Um, otherwise I don't know that she's, I mean, she's actually a pretty prominent character. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, and one of the few characters that actually has a name, because most of them are just designated by their occupations. The king, wizard the wizard, the spook. Yeah. You know, I would think if this was a better comic, that was on purpose. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you know, like how Scott Adams, like, intentionally doesn't name the pointy haired boss. Yeah. But I feel like in this one, it really is just pure laziness. <laughs> oh, never mind. I mean, the not... spook has a name. Oh, does he? What's his name? Wellington J. Fransworth Spookingdorf the third. Oh. Okay. I okay. I all right. Uh I did not know that. Um I always thought I've only ever heard him called the the spook. The spook. Uh, so who who First is the, the spook? 
Uh, the spook is the only regular prisoner that we see in the dungeon. You know, his uh, his thing is mostly complaining to the guard on duty about uh, being mistreated. But sometimes he just, you know, escapes and goes out and uh, does stuff uh, in the kingdom of Id. And nobody seems to notice he's gone. Hmm. Hmm. Um... Well, you know, that's par for the course in Wizard Vid. Nobody ever notices. Nobody's ever at the wheel of this no. comic. Yeah, um, the, the guard's name is Turnkey. So, uh, once again, it's a name, but also a description. Oh, I always thought he was just the Turnkey. Yeah. As in, but, Maybe. Uh, okay. All right. So, in the guards, basically the guard exists so Spook can have someone to, like, be a straight man. Yeah. it's And it's, it's kind of interesting because, you know, they... They've just been together so long, they're basically best friends because there's no other option. Yeah. And yeah. Turnkey is on the other side of the bars, but he's just as much a pr of a prisoner because he's just guarding this one guy. Makes you think. Yeah. You know? Um, let's see. So who else have we got in uh, The Wizard of Id? What other characters? Um, uh, Sir Rodney. Okay. Another named character. So he is he's the one knight that we regularly see in Id. And um, I always thought it was interesting because Sir Rodney kind of is dressed like, um, you know, like he's got that chainmail armor that makes him look like a crusader type. Yeah. Knight. It's an interesting um, design for a knight, but at the same time, it feels like they were just too lazy to draw armor. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is because I always thought like when I thought of a knight as a kid, I thought of, you know, the one with the visor and the plume on his head. Yeah. So Rodney's costume was always a little strange to me, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I think, is there actually another knight in id that just looks like a knight with a visor and his name's Sir Knight? There might be, I mean, I can't, I couldn't tell you what, uh, what, uh, strips he'd been in, but it sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Like, not like a regular, but like, you know, a very occasional character, if I, I think, who maybe shows up to like, you know, um, uh, mock Sir Rodney. Yeah, uh, but I think Sir Sir Rodney's thing is that he's a big coward, isn't he? I mean, that's yeah, he's that's... a yeah, he's a big coward. They call him Sir Rodney the Chicken-Hearted, and now when you compare that, makes me think maybe his design with mail that looks like feathers and his armored boots that look like you know scaled legs. It might be on purpose to make him look like a chicken. Oh, oh, maybe that's actually uh, that that's given them. I think that's giving Brent Parker and uh, way too Johnny much credit. Hart. Yeah, I mean, on, maybe I'm being mean, but I really, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I really don't feel like that they put much thought into anything in this. Um, now I know that he is a a coward. They mention it a lot, but or it's it's mentioned in auxiliary material. I don't know that I've ever actually seen it happen in the in the strip because usually the strips are just two characters like talking at each other and then it'll end with one of them looking at the viewer. Yeah. The other makes a joke. Did so. you laugh yet? Can we go? Yeah, they don't really, I mean, so I've never actually seen any character moments for Sir Rodney, but again, I haven't read, you know, the Wizard of Rid in what, 20 years now. So, uh, yeah. Wizard of Id is, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, a, it's, you know, part of the reason we wanted to do this particular episode was because, you know, Wizard of Id is such, you know, such weak sauce, but it, there's some surprising star power attached to what we watched tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so who else we got in this? I uh, think there's... Um, there's... There's the... 
Sorry. Oh, the the jester. Yeah. So there's a jester. He's got a name. It's like Bung, isn't Bung, it? Bung. Bung. Yes. Yes. And his joke is that he's a drunk. Yes. Which is not a, a common thing to make jokes about anymore. No, that's a that is definitely um, a '60s thing. You know. Um, yeah. And does you know, he? You don't... Well, Huh? Is he still around in the strip? Did they like phase him out? Because uh, maybe this isn't. I haven't seen it in about twenty years, but that's about when I stopped reading the, the the comics too. So yeah, so who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, his whole thing is that he's drunk and um, and he's a jester. Yeah, and I and guess he... he's usually he's usually at a bar. There's a barkeep that you see a lot. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. And... Whom I don't also don't think has a name, but. His, his oh yeah, there is, he is. He, I I looked up Id Bung and I found a, a jester with a very broken nose. Oh no, a bartender with a very broken nose. That's him. He's got like a little bow tie and the kind of pinstriped shirt, I think, and the, yeah. the apron. Yeah, yeah. I think you see him a lot um, in in Bung strips. Um, let's see, who else do we got? Um, I believe it's a lawyer. Yes, there's a lawyer. He's got there's he's he's kind of got this big top hat. He 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 always kind of reminds me of W.C. Fields. Yeah, uh, I feel like that was the inspiration. Though it's hard to really, uh, it's hard to know if that's accurate because there's no vocals in the comic yeah. strip. You know how do you how do you uh, how do you uh, letter the uh, speech balloons like W.C. Fields? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, if this was Pogo, you know, they'd have they'd have find a way. Yes, but it's not Pogo. <laughs> this is no Pogo. So, um, as much as we made fun of that uh, that drunk Walt Kelly, he is yeah, he's, yeah, he is. Uh, he's a man who puts some effort in. Yeah, we're um, not. Yeah, you know, it's just just his turn in the barrel. You know, the bung. Yeah. <laughs> now I think. Um, uh, the, the lawyer, um, is also, I remember, uh, one of the frequent, uh, characters who does not look medieval at all. Cause he's yeah. dressed like, you know, he's, he's got, the, he looks a little, I guess, more 19th century. If you yeah, had to he's, put he's him, got the but... Lincoln hat and everything. So, yeah. And, um, uh, I want to say like, is his name, is it Larson? I want to see. It's like Larson T. Pettifogger. I feel like that's the guy's name. Oh, I get it. Larson E. Pettifogger. Oh, oh, E. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, wow, I can't believe I remember. name is Larson. Okay, I Googled it and I found... <laughs> I found some, like, collector's glasses with the Wizard of Id characters. <laughs> Wow. Why would you buy? It's like, oh, I got to have the Wizard of End characters at Arby's this week. <laughs> Just imagine like a time when they. Uh... And you had to go to Arby's. Wow. Just I'm just imagining a time when they were all like, um, when, when, yeah, like you said, this was such a hot commodity. They were like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to want their own uh, Wizard of Id collectibles. <laughs> Oh man, and these collectibles are so old that he looks totally different than he yeah. does now. He um he looks a lot more like um he looks like if Mr. Magoo and that tiny little super guy had a baby. <laughs> it I, it, I mean, it literally looks like the teeny little super guy because it's on a glass. Oh yeah, that's right. I wonder if this was the inspiration. 
Oh, maybe. Dude, Jim Henson, well, Jim Henson did have a connection with Wizard of Id. Yeah, so maybe he was like, look, we're going to take this. He went into the, the creature shop one day with all these collector's glasses. and was like, guys, guys, this is the big thing for Sesame Street. Wait, Jim Henson probably wasn't involved in those bits. With no, the, I don't. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, you know who was? The animators who? behind uh, Shinbone Alley. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I think it all uh, it all fits together. <laughs> um. All right. So, who else? Uh, who? Who? What other citizens of ID do we citizens have? Citizens of citizens of ID. ID is mostly uh, kind of populated by these relatively identical peasants who have Hitler mustaches and wear these he- head to toe shrouds. They. Yeah. Um, they're oh, sorry, clearly the inspiration for the peasants that Trogdor uh, lights on fire. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I I find the the um, the peasants that they wear these like little little ha- like like you said um, the shrouds with hoods that yeah, these very monks clearly hoods. yeah it always looks to me like like uh, Brent Parker like vaguely remembered like uh, maybe an old. Ed- etching of uh, a medieval lyra pipe and just was like yeah this is what they look like right yeah <laughs> and kind of over the years they just became more and more like these you know um i don't know like uh now little this, monks this pajamas strip is older than uh monty python the holy grail right yeah oh geez you know what uh is it 1964 when did monty python... when did... no monty python yeah monty python was from the 70s and it must be yeah, I, I think it must be. Um, let's let's just uh, let's just quick uh, take a look. yeah. 1975 is Holy Grail. Okay, so. so okay, so I was thinking that he'd based the peasants entirely on like the the guys bashing themselves in the head in that one scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, apparently um, the the uh, Wizard of Id does predate that. Um, so they they uh, can claim to have invented the Middle Ages. Um, Let's see. Uh, so there are all these peasants, and they mostly, yeah, they, they call the king a fink. Yes. And otherwise, they're just, they live in id um, and um, get oppressed and taxed and stuff like that. And um, let's see. I feel like, oh, there's a princess, isn't there? There's like a princess in id? Yeah, yeah. She's into Rodney, and she's always kissing frogs. Okay, makes sense. Um, I mostly remember her as being kind of like, the cute chick in BC where it's yeah. like everyone wants to fuck her, but she doesn't really do anything. Yeah. There's much like, yeah. BC wizard of it and croc. all have two female characters. One of them is young and pretty and everyone wants to fuck her. And the other one is old and fat and nobody wants to fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that them's the jokes. Yep. Um, but yeah. Welcome, you know, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the Madonna whore complex for kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so let's see um who else have we got in this thing um, um i any, is think there any... that... oh wait there's that guy who's like the the king's like his pa or something he's got a mustache but he's a lot taller than him and he's got like a the pu- oh he wears like a fez right yeah the, he's got like yeah a bowl haircut yeah 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 and i think his main thing is if the king will be in his throne and that guy runs in, he'll be like, sire, the peasants are revolting. And the king will be like, yeah, they sure are gross. You know, he just sets up puns for the king, I think. You know, I'll bet that was the uh, 
that was the strip that they submitted Beast the Wizard of Id under, and some editor was like, <laughs> "You're hired." I mean that one. I mean that was pretty funny. That's how you know it's not a Wizard of Id. <laughs> like the guy from The Far Side. Are you Brent Parker and Johnny Hart? You're sick. I loved them. <laughs> All right, so I think we've we've now have we yeah. exhausted? Oh wait, there is um there is a, a a guy who actually I I remember appears occasionally, and he was actually one of the um shorts we watched today, and that's yeah, Robin really Hood. Abs- yeah, Robin Hood, who is I guess he's a Robin Hood figure, but we don't really see him do anything apart from leap in at one point. So, but then again, it's. It's a gag day comic, and I really don't think there was ever that much room for action and things happening in the strip. This isn't like no. This isn't like Calvin and Hobbes. This isn't even like U.S. Acres. This is you know everyone just stands still. Yeah, um, this is a comic that has never once bristled against the comic strip format. You know, because <laughs> like every most other comics, like occasionally they'll be like, "Look, we want to do something bigger," and even like you know Garfield or Blondie will occasionally have like storylines that go on for a few days. But Wizard of Id, I don't think has ever had anything that it needed more than three panels to say. Yeah, I don't think I don't think BC or damn, I always call it BC, but it's not BC. It's Wizard of Id. I don't think Wizard of Id so much, you know, found found its niche in the three panel comic strips. So much as it sort of grew there, like a mold or fungus. Yeah, it is just. Um it's just you know it's just there's no there there you know yes it, it's we just use that so... phrase a lot but it really ap- applies here yeah it's just um i feel like the thing with wizard of id is um it's just full of it the, the it doesn't you know it's it's set in the medieval times but it really doesn't make much use of that you know it doesn't it doesn't get a lot of uh gags out of the setting you know it's mostly just hey what you know normal modern things but they're doing it and they're medieval you know um i I I like i always think about it like you know the the background machine from garfield gets real one second yeah yeah you know we mentioned him yeah yeah we we did oh it's a rogue Oh, oh yeah, the hang. Okay, I thought you meant like, uh, oh, an executioner. Is there one? Oh no, that'd be too funny. No. <laughs> I mean, there may be occasionally. I don't think he's a regular though. I can't think of one. No. Yeah. No, just... I, I mean, I can I can think of just about any person and assemble them in Wizard of Id style in my head. But you know, it's just sort of you know, uh, here's the here's the Wizard of Id's character, uh, you know, manga artist. Yeah, I can see him in Wizard of Id style. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, sorry. So we. Anyway, sorry. You were saying. What? What? What was? Geez, what was? What I were saying? we saying? <laughs> oh, um, uh, well, no, we're saying. Uh, so there, there's, there's not a lot with the medieval setting. Yeah. That, okay. That's what I was saying. Was the the yeah thinking back to. The movie Garfield Gets Real. Uh, you remember the miraculous background machine that Garfield acted out his comic strips in front of. 
Yes. Yeah. This is like if you had the exact same cast of characters all doing like five or six comics. It's like, okay, do your joke for Wizard of Ed. Click, click. All right. Do your joke for do your joke for BC. Click, click. All right. Do your joke for Tumbleweeds. Click, click. All right. Do your joke for Hagar the Horrible. Click, click. This is there's. Yep. It's just the exact same kind of, you know, weak sauce uh, vaudeville, but against a different backdrop. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's and it sometimes really does violence to the concept of your strip, like when you know BC made jokes about Dan Quayle and Whitewater. Yep, yep. Um, and that's that's yeah, and and uh, Wizard of Id has a lot of anachronisms in it because of that. Yeah, which you know is something that you can mine for comedy, you know, very effectively. But it really just feels like oh, they're they're just too lazy to you know, um, stick with their concept, you know, cause they have telephones in id. I know I've seen that many times. Um, I think they've got other stuff that's modern. I, I really feel like I've seen modern stuff in it besides that. Now, but looking at the two things that we watched for the show today, it doesn't seem like the wizard of id changed that much in the last 55 years. No, and these are because these are both from. Well, what 60s. what year were these things from? The sixties. Yeah, okay. the uh, one of them was from uh, what year? Dang, I don't know what the. Oh, hang on, hang on a second. Let's uh, let's see if there's a uh, date for a, either of them. Uh, night. Okay, one of them is from nineteen seventy, and the other one is definitely from before then. Because our two vi- our two films that we watched today, one of them is called The Wizard of Id, and it is an animated six-minute cartoon executive produced by freaking Chuck Jones, whom we know we can do better than this. But at the same yeah. time, you know, the guy who... But it was directed by an Abe Levitow, who I'm told was the Abe that Abraham Simpson was named after. Oh wow! Really? However, the f- however Abe was also the name of Matt Groening's grandfather, and he thought they were that he he told them this, and they didn't actually know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's Levitao's uh, pedigree, though? Um, uh, let's he's, see. He's he co-directed a lot of movies with uh, Chuck Jones. He directed uh, uh, Gay Paris and co-directed uh, the the Phantom Tollbooth. Oh wow. Um, so oh, he it looks can like do he, better than this. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it looks like he. Oh, wow. Looks at the time of his death, he was in line to direct the animated feature Raggedy Ann and Andy, a musical adventure. So, <laughs> whew, he dodged a bullet there. <laughs> and fire him. <laughs> uh, oh, and his last completed there. project was BC, the first Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> so we've seen Abe Levitow's work before in conjunction with Johnny Hart. Well, hmm. so this is somebody whose career, whose career really went all over the map in terms of, you know, quality. Well, I mean, you know what? You, you, he's a working man. He's, uh, he's just, he's got to, you know, he's, he's got to pay the bills yep. and, um, you know, he sometimes had the skills. you put, you pay, yeah, and sometimes you put the the amount of effort in that the the project um, you know calls for. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably not coincidental that not only 
the actual the actual strips that Johnny Hart worked on, the BC and uh, Croc and and Wizard of Id, that they all feel like uh, they were in a hurry to get it done before before tea time. Uh, every all the ancillary stuff feels like that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you can you imagine? So so um, we've talked about the uh, the concept of uh, zombie strips. Yeah, and that you can tell when something is zombie strip when they no longer make uh, physical book collections of that comic. Yeah, I think that's the best. Which is kind of disappointing because it means things like, say, like Rose's Rose had very few collections, and I would hate to call that a zombie strip. Oh, really? Oh, I'm surprised. But, um, you know, I feel like Rose's Rose probably had its heyday after comic strip collections were a thing. Yeah, maybe. Like, I feel like maybe. they started kind of tailing off. Um, but I also feel like the last Wizard of Id collection was 1986. <laughs> and they had been every year. In fact, sometimes multiple in a year up until that point. That's, so yeah. when they stopped, they stopped hard. It's like, what? What happened? Did, was there a scandal? That's that's really weird. <laughs> they but were they... just like, nope, nope. Oh, actually, no, I'm wrong. There were a couple more. There's 88, 89, 90. And then it looks like there's some uh, the best of collections that came out in the 2000s. Yeah, so I, I saw feel those. like. When we were doing the uh, the BC ones, it was like, you know, 45 years of caveman puns and fun. Yeah, I feel like at that point, you're just like, look, we need to, we're going to market these to like, you know, old people yeah. who are like, I remember this. But uh, yeah, anyway, Wizard of Ed. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about um, uh, this, this, uh, these two things, one of which was, um, should we talk about the animated one first? Now, well, let's talk about them in order. The first okay. one, the first one is in fact a test pilot for a Wizard of Id show where we have some well-known fa- voices behind the behind the cast. Most importantly, one of the greatest entertainers of all time is in this because it's Jim Henson's Muppet Wizard of Id. Yeah, um, is it? Does it? Does Jim Henson do all the voices? Because they all sound like him to me. I, I think he's the king and the wizard. I forget who's the voice of the spook. Yeah, I was going to say the king sounds like Rolf and the wizard sounds like Kermit. So I thought they were that was that was uh, um, Jim Henson doing both those roles. Um, we only get three characters from Wizard of Id. I guess it's they just built the three puppets. So it's the wizard, the king and the spook. Yeah, I feel like they probably had the spook already uh, set up as a... Uh... You know, they just had a monster that they could make look like the spook. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely he has that anything monster. You know, look, uh, he looks like a frackle or whatever you call him. Yes, yeah the the king looks like a very specific puppet. the The wizard looks like a whatnot, and yeah, and the spook, yeah, he does look like a uh, he does look like an anything. So, and in fact, you know, I I seem to remember having a puppet in like my third grade classroom that looked almost exactly like this, except it was red and yellow. So it wasn't the same puppet. Hmm. I mean, when the, the spook in 3d looks a lot like Lurky from rainbow bright. So it does. <laughs> I wonder if that might, that might be who you had a puppet of. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't Lurky. Lurky was purple. Oh no, wait, that oh, was brown. Was he? He, he oh, was brown. okay. Right. Never mind. I was then. confusing him with fuzzy lumpkins who also looks like that. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. So let's see. So, um, 
This is, uh, so this came out in, what, 1969. So uh, this was pretty early on in the Wizards' run. Uh, yeah, the this was been running shortly for... before Sesame Street started taking up all of Jim's time. So that's yeah. why we didn't get it for a full series. Is that the only reason? <laughs> um, <I don't. laughs> now, now, so I'm guessing since the wizard had been in, in papers for five years at this point, he was kind of a known quantity. He had taken America by storm uh, all, all, all across America of the 1960s. People were asking for more, more wizard. They wanted uh, just wizard by the boatload. Um, so, so Jim Henson's like, well, the people want wizard, we're going to give it to them. And I guess this was, this was a pilot for the wizard of id puppet show. That, yes. Um, so when this was prior to the Muppets, right? Yes. This was the Muppet show had not, did not exist yet. Kermit himself existed and, uh, so did Ralph, but almost none of the other, uh, Muppet characters that you associate with the Muppet theater had been created. Hmm. Though they actually do mention Muppets in this because the the wizard. Uh, yeah, mentions... he breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. So so it's that that assumes that audiences would be familiar with the Muppets, at least. Yes. Even if well, because this wasn't around. made for public viewing. This was trying to sell people. This is a concept to test to sell the uh, possibly to sell Brent Parker and Johnny Hart on the idea of this show. Oh, OK. All right. So I guess that's that's it. So was just um, what what was so if the Muppet Show wasn't out yet, would people have known the Muppets just as like this traveling theater troupe or something? What would they have known the Muppets from? The Muppets were best known at this point for doing lots and lots of commercials and also making appearances on uh, say on the, like late show programs like uh, oh crap what's his, what's his name really big shoe guy oh Ed, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan, yes. Ed Sullivan loved the Muppets. He had them on over and over. You can get this great DVD collection of uh, all of their appearances on on the Ed Sullivan show. And uh, what the wizard says here is absolutely true. And Jim Henson copped to it himself. He said, in the early days of the Muppets, we had two endings. Either one creature would eat the other or they both blew up. Yeah, yeah, they do that in this. And, and the wizard, yeah points it out that it's a, it's a very typical Muppet ending. <laughs> when you can't think of an ending, go out with a bang, he says, which, well, I was kind of hoping that the, that like the King would eat him and then the spook would eat the King, but well, whatever. I guess that would be, that would get too horny. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we're just going to do the explosion ending instead. Um, well, yeah, the whole, horny. I mean, the whole thing does have big Wilkins coffee energy. So, yes. You know, um, yeah, the Wilkins coffee, sp- commercials were very popular at the time and they were and maybe you didn't know this but they aren't aren't all weren't all recorded for wilkins there were a bunch of them made for other brands of coffee in other states that's and well uh, so that's interesting they didn't have any sort of exclusivity in their contracts like they could just advertise any coffee yeah well i mean the main character was named wilkins but eventually they just stopped started calling him will so oh okay oh does that imply that he made the coffee I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the, you know, his, you know, it's Wilkins and Wonkins, but I'm not sure. You know, I don't think that, no, he just really loves the coffee and he will fucking kill you if you don't love it too. Yeah. Well, you know, you got, you, got, you can't buy that kind of brand loyalty. So in the Wizard of Id test pilot, which is, uh, 
which is provided by by the Jim Henson Company's uh, website, Jim's Red Book, which is a great way to get lost some night when you're not busy. Uh, we have we have this very like low budget looking castle set that really just looks like pasteboard against a uh, against a blue wall. But the plans were apparently a little more uh, ambitious than this. They wanted to have these puppet characters against animated backgrounds. Oh, wow. Huh. Which is that... something that not even the Muppet Show did. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, well, I could I could see the potential in that. Uh, but yeah. I guess, yeah, they had to go a little more low budget. So, mm-hmm. um, so instead, you're getting kind of... Uh, it. Well, you know, I'll say this. It does capture the feel of Wizard of Id. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's very true to the spirit of the comic strip. Um, it's kind of like just some random gags happening. And uh, yeah, I think they might have done just filmed actual strips. Yeah, it, it definitely has that feel to it because, you know, the like, what is it? The, the peasants are showing up with like signs and they making demands and the king is like saying, I guess he's doing like campaign speeches to them. Yeah, I, I guess they have to vote for king. And... I do remember that actually being a thing in the comic strip. Um, uh, anachronisms. But um, the um, king at one point, like, he's because, like, the peasants are like, I forget what they demand. The king is like, stick with me. I'll put your town on the map. And they're, they're cheering. And he says to the wizard, wizard, find find a map and put this town on it. Like, that's, that's barely a joke. Yeah. It's like, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> um,. Yeah, and then they then anytime they tell a joke, then they just all run around in circles with their mouths open. Yeah, I feel like they got kind of the C team of puppeteers on this because this is not Muppet level puppeteering. No, <laughs> well, you know, just what? sort of flailing and going. <laughs> you know what? Again, you know, put the amount of effort in that the material calls for. <laughs> Because I mean, seriously, it's Wizard of Id. Even even in 1969, <laughs> what what? It's that's that's the real problem with this one. I think is they do a very good job of like capturing the flavor of Wizard of Id. But why would you want to? Yeah. But then they it, yeah, and then they go no further with it. I mean, you know, you would think that if you were adapting something that was so you know so weak sauce, you would want to add more of yourself to it. And we know that Jim was able to do stuff like this because just a couple of years earlier, he had done this pilot for a show of his own called Tales from the Tinker D. Have you ever heard of this one? I, I've never heard of this one. Tales from the Tinker D was a uh, single episode made of this show about a medieval kingdom ruled by King Gosh Posh. You might remember him from uh, Hey Cinderella. And uh, oh, and, yes. And the witch Taminella was there, too. And uh and Kermit is there as a uh, as a minstrel who's uh, singing terrible rhymes on his lute. This was the first time Kermit had a Kermit wore that collar that he always wears now. So, oh, is that so? Was it originally like a medieval thing? Yeah, it's like a jester's collar, and I guess he liked it. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, that explains a lot. Because as a kid, I I was always like, what is up with that? Because frogs don't have that. Is it just supposed to be like? frog-like like to like make us look at me like yeah frogs green yeah that, that fits <laughs> yeah as a kid i assumed that there must be some kind of frog that has those external gills like an axolotl but the only one i'd ever seen was kermit 
Yeah. I I can't believe that all these years he was he was doing one of the, like the Jughead crown thing where it just like <laughs> you know. Okay, so see um, this collar. This means I'm different. I'm not like the rest of you. <laughs> so um uh so I I watched this uh this 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 Muppet one like you know earlier today and I've already forgotten like almost everything about it. So well, it's all just kind of uh, it's all just uh, in and out jokes. There's. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I guess if there is any kind of plot, it's that the, the uh, spook is complaining that complaining about the food they give him in prison, and the king comes down to inspect him and says, uh, "You you don't look unhealthy. In fact, you've gained weight." And the spook says, "Yeah, it's because of my new job. I'm working garbage detail." So, oh, you know, the joke eating? here is that he's eating garbage. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I guess it's a joke. Yeah, and and then they all sort of flail and uh, dance around, and then we cut to more talking to the, the peasants. The peasants are represented by the signs only. There's only three puppets in this special, in, the yeah. special, in this short film. And they all have, yeah, striking signs that are uh, clearly, I, I think they're post-it notes, but I don't know if they had those in 1969. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, then it ends with the wizard has invented something to get rid of all those annoyances, and that causes everyone to explode. Yes, so I think they recognize that all of them were pretty annoying. Yeah, well, you know, um, yeah, you know that is the thing about Wizard Vid though, because there's a lot of bad comics in the paper or comics that I don't think are particularly good, you know, or right. Um, but but if you had to ask me. Like, um, if if I would rather spend time in the world of, like, Wizard of Id or Hagar the Horrible, I mean, I'd pick Hagar. Yeah, or, same. You know, or, or be like Beetle Bailey or Wizard of Id. I mean, like, Beetle Bailey. Because yep. I feel like you kind of, like, other other strips, you kind of like the characters to some degree, you know? Yeah, we, I like, yeah, I definitely like the characters of Hagar and Beetle Bailey better than anyone from Wizard of Id. Yeah, there's just like nothing like Wizard of Id. They're just like they like I I I don't think you can find uh, a strip with it that's more where the their the vessels for for jokes are emptier. You know. Yeah. Would you say that it's worse than Croc? God, you know, I would I would say it's probably on par with Croc. Which yeah. is is that also? I feel like that's also a Brant Parker joint. Yes. Um, so yeah, this, know, this person came up with let's do three comic strips and get triple cash, and we don't have to. And we'll only put up put enough effort into them for one. Oh, well, this is delightfully devilish, Seymour. What were the other two? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, BC and Wizard of Ed. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, I thought you said. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, that's funny. So uh, I guess they were like, you know what, historical stuff. We're just going to go with that, <laughs> except. Yeah, except that um, it's like I, I people know what cavemen are, people know what the Middle Ages were, but Croc is such a just such a. I guess people had when it came out, maybe like, oh yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, we remember that. So maybe that was fresher in people's minds back in uh, you know nineteen seventy five when that one came out. So you think that if uh, Croc had been uh, come out twenty years later, it would have taken place like at a uh, dinosaur park? Oh yeah, I I mean come on. It's just, what is 
What is croc based on? Like, I feel like your average person is not going to make French Foreign Legion. What the hell? You know, I feel like it's got to be based on a movie that was very much in people's minds at the time. <laughs> I, can, I try. Yeah, I try to imagine what, uh, you know, what croc would what croc would. Like, yeah, I don't even know what I only just learned through doing this podcast that it took place in Algeria. Oh, I didn't. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Um, okay, so according to uh, oh, so according to Wikipedia, Croc is the greatest and longest running parody of the Foreign Legion classic Bu Guest, which oh, was written in nineteen twenty four. Bojest, sorry, Bojest Horseman, written in nineteen twenty four and filmed several times. So I guess in nineteen seventy five, you know, you you might remember this nineteen twenty four book, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but, um, anyway, sorry, we're getting off topic onto Croc. Let's, 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 um, every time we talk about Croc, we just end up just being like, God, I hate Croc. I hate Croc so much. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's too bad that we, they never made a Croc cartoon that we could actually justify talking about it. But, (laughs) and yet we still didn't put Croc below Marvin when we rated the comics. Yeah. Well, I think it's because. Neither of us had Croc in our local papers. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're talking about. Um, so, uh, so what did you think of the uh, the the Muppets take uh, on take Wizard of Id? I think it's better than the other one. Yeah, I mean, it's not saying much, but no, it's not. But I mean, it would you know any adding the Muppets to anything is generally a good thing. And it's really interesting to look at these and see just how distinct the king's design was and, you know, how how much he's kind of melted into himself since then. He has a very distinctive crown here with uh, it's got playing card suits all around it. (laughs) Oh, interesting. I didn't notice that, but it does make sense because apparently that's how Parker came up with the idea for this comic. So everyone's based on a playing card. Well, um, no, apparently he had uh, he had done a comic about the Stone Age. And so he decided, well, next we'll go to the Middle Ages. And he took the idea from a deck of playing cards. So I think that means that the design of the king is designed on one of the kings of the playing card suits. You know, that makes sense. Too bad he wasn't the suicide king. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'd agree with you. This is, uh, of the two adaptations, this one is, uh, this one is slightly more more potential. Yeah. 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 I think it shows the, you know, they could have done something better, but I'm glad they did Sesame street and the Muppet show instead. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that like, um, that, uh, Parker and Hart like saw this and they were like, no way we don't, we, with the wizard's going to be huge. We're not going to waste time with these penny ante puppets. (laughs) <laughs> and then it just uh, never went anywhere bigger. So that you think they had like a, a deal to do this uh, big budget uh, Wizard of movie that was like shot in New Zealand and had uh, massive special effects. <laughs> they, they were getting ready to do the Wizard of Id's Judgment Day. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like just because they were uh, the other one, uh, the, the cartoon was only from a couple years later, I think, wasn't yeah, it? One year later it was from 1970. So I really feel I guess there must have been some push around this time when people were like, look, this is going to be a thing. Um, the Wizard of Id is hot right now and we got to strike while the iron's hot. 
but um so maybe uh Parker and Hart were like they they were they were um you know sitting they they were uh spoiled for choice and we're like no no we're we're going to take this we're going to take this to uh the, to the top but yeah, I don't let's know. Go to, uh, I wonder if they showed it to Walt Disney and they're like huh huh <laughs> oh wait no he'd be dead too or would he they wait, showed him to his uh no he died in 67 or that's right uh that's right he was dead by 1969 because uh that was when is... uh charlie brown uh showed us that we didn't ha just have to wait wait for mickey mouse to spit yeah they that's that yeah they, sh they showed him the wizard of it and that's what killed him <laughs> then they that's why now when you contact him he it's like his spirit comes out of a barrel like the uh like the thing in the wizard <laughs> his spirit comes out of a uh cryogenic uh pres preservation tube yeah. <laughs> all right so okay um, so our animated movie which is executive produced by chuck jones and uh direct directed as we said before by uh what was his name miles davis abe levitow yeah <laughs> <laughs> This one, if I would say the one of its, uh, you know, one of its uh, points above the Muppet one is the backgrounds. You really get a sense for the volume and scale of the Kingdom of Id in this. Mm, mm. We get we start with this opening sh establishing shot showing that the entire kingdom, I guess it's more like a a citadel. Really, it's yeah, it's a, yeah that's true. Yeah. It's a city in a castle on a, in with a with a moat around it, and then we get to see all these how the the id architecture looks, how the kids dress, where you know the an awning over the butcher shop, the houses that people live in, and their their which have their own unique architecture, and it's kind of like you know you know it doesn't look like such a bad place to live when you uh, have this have this much detail to it. Yeah, it's a lot more than you get in the comic strip. Um, yeah, it is. It's, this is something where they went past what the strip could do. Yeah, it is interesting. We get to see the the king is just walking around his kingdom, which um, is. I no mean, one's paying any attention to him. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I guess again, it feels like a weird thing with Wizard of Id, where the king is just like, well, just you know, he just hangs out, but that's not really a thing kings do. But I guess he does. So he's just yeah. like walking around um, and just observing the peasants doing their peasant stuff. And yeah, we've got a bunch of kids watching a Punch and Judy show and they're like, wow, Punch and Judy, something actually an actual medieval thing. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's uh, so they did. Um, they did, you know, at least, you know, five seconds worth of research more than the comic strip ever did. Um <laughs> They um and then like there's we see a woman like going into a butcher shop. Yes, and, and she and the butcher are trading jokes and laughing as she buys her meat for the day. They they really think it's funny. Yeah, it's like <laughs> meat. <laughs> you ever think about meat? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no meat touching, ma'am. <laughs> oh, Kafka. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was kind of confused because I was like, what's the joke here? But no, it's just they're, they, they're just being jolly, you know? They're just, everyone's in a good mood in Id, and it's, uh, except for the king. The king has this, not exactly a sour look on his face, but his face never changes. Because he's, yeah. his mustache is always kind of 
His mustache looks like, you know, a cat smile. <laughs> but yes, yeah. You can't really see what he's you can't really see his expression except for his eyes and his eyes are just perfectly Garfield half-lidded. Yeah. He um so he walks around, he sees like a bunch of uh like peasants laughing at the jester. Yeah, Bung, Bung is putting on this performance and he's doing a really good job despite the fact that he's clearly sloshed out of his mind. He's uh juggling four clubs while balancing a ball and a horn on the end of his nose and hula hooping with one leg. So there's a little a little bit of a uh a uh, anachronism for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's pr- pretty impressive. Um, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can juggle. Yeah, can I. Um I can't even do that. Um so let's see the uh oh you also see uh Rodney in this one. He is um uh doing tax collecting. And the for once the peasant that he is collecting taxes from is perfectly cheerful about it. It's like, here you go, got it right here, and here, why don't you take my dog and my wife? And he and Rodney are just laughing it up as he hands over all of his possessions. Yeah. It's just really, really happy. And I'm just like, what? okay, maybe the kingdom of it isn't so great. There seems to be a laughing gas leak. Yeah. But everybody's just having a great good old time here in Id. Um, uh, and then it was in some, I think some peasants are laughing at the king. They call him a fink. Yeah. Which you know, is, is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Let's see. And then and we follow uh, but... the king into the wizard's basement and we finally get to see the titular wizard. Yeah. And, um, and the he king... sounds weird. Yeah. Um, what does a wizard sound like to you? Does he uh, sound like anyone? He sounds like, oh, I don't, I don't know. He sounds, I can't I mean, think what... of a like archetype or anything, but he sounds sneaky, which is not how I would describe the wizard as we read him in the comic. No. Were they trying to do like a Peter Lorre voice, do you think? It like didn't a very sound like bad Peter Lorre to me. So yeah, so if they were, they failed. But I mean the king made me th- was the king sound Mr. Magoo? No no. Um oh wait. No, I know who the Wait, 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 wait. No, I think I remember. Yeah, it's Paul Winchell. Uh oh of course. Oh, yeah, alright. Tigger, yeah, yeah, okay. And and the king was, it was Bob Holt. And oh, okay. I can't, I know that Bob Holt did a major thing in something that we did recently, but I can't remember what it was. So give me a second to uh, hunt it down. Bob Holt, actor, died in 1985. Voice of, oh, uh, let's see, geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, he did voices for the Fabulous Funnies. Mm. He was Alley-oop and Fousey and Gaylord. I didn't know there was a Gaylord in that. Mm. Uh, sh- Dan- oh, man. Do, do, I have, do we have any of these? Uh, okay, maybe nothing that maybe nothing that we've seen uh, any time recently. Uh, he was in The Adventures of the American Rabbit. <laughs> oh, uh, the classic. Oh, oh, he was the voice of the Lorax. Oh, all right. Now, now, now I remember, and he was the voice of Mr. Hooberbloob. That's what we saw him in. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that, that's, I remember that now. All yeah. right, so he's, um, so the king, um, he wants the wizard to do a spell to take away the peasant's laughter. 
which is, you know, was that something that you would think of? <laughs> I mean, I guess the king's just being an asshole. Well, I know. I mean, I guess maybe. Well, I'm not sure if he was mad about everything until they called him a fink. Maybe that's why he was like, "All right, this this laughing thing's gone too far." Or maybe he just really didn't like people having a good time. I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm tempted to think it's the second one. It's just like that he's just a, such a sour asshole. He doesn't want anyone else to have a good time. You know, like the yeah. Rogon commander. I mean, he but, is a uh, fink, so yes, yeah. So he tattles, he finks on the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the wizard does a spell and puts all the peasants' laughter in a jar. Oh, so and... there's a little feels a little bit like the Phantom Tollbooth. Well, I mean, he also yeah. Well, isn't the evil spirit basically just like the awful din? Yeah. Huh. Wow. I want. I wonder if there's a connection there. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we do know that. Um, uh, um, and Abe Levitow, yeah, yeah, Abe Levitow and Chuck Jones did work on the Phantom Toll Booth, so huh? Um, but the Phantom anyway. Toll Booth is way the hell better. Oh my god! Well, yeah, yeah, it is. Can't it's, even um, pretend. Technically, I guess we could do that one of these days because Jules Pfeiffer was a cartoonist. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Phantom Toll Booth. Woo! <laughs> Easy, uh. please. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> what's way better than this one? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm just really excited about doing something that I would like to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, All right. yeah, the wizard makes, you know, he uh, casts the spell using his cauldron and uh, sucks all the laughter in the form of a pink cloud into a flask that he puts down on, on his shelf. And then we get this weird moment where the king is just looking out the window at the boomerang shaped moon and he goes, it is done. <laughs> it's kind of ominous. It is. I, I want to start using this as a meme for various things. It is done. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next day the king goes out and now everyone in the kingdom is an asshole. Everyone's booing the Punch and Judy show. The woman goes in to yell at the butcher and the butcher kicks her out of his shop. And her friendly dog uh, chews on the king's foot. And once again, he just kind of shrugs and doesn't even notice. Now we have Sir Rodney getting into a big fight with that same peasant that he collected from yesterday. I was like, I guess it wasn't enough. And the uh, peasant uh, gets out a big mallet and smashes him into, smashes his entire body so he looks like a Goomba. Yeah. And, um, and then everyone's booing Bung. And um, they beat him up. Yeah, they boo-bung and beat him up. And they, then they go, hey, it's the king. Let's get out of here. So, yes. Okay. So, so I guess he got what he wanted. The people are afraid of him now. I guess that's the respect, maybe? Yeah, but I guess he still doesn't like it. Because then he, uh, he goes back to the wizard. And yeah. He's, he's all like, uh, where'd you put their laughter? And the wizard's like, it's in this bottle. And he's all like, well, give it back. And that but. is when Robin Hood pops in out of nowhere. Robin Hood is this guy taller than either of them with a huge banana nose and a huge Amish beard. <laughs> not really my idea of Robin Hood, but it's not really Robin Hood anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's got the like, the, you know, the, the green tights and the little Tyrolean hat with the feathers. I mean, that's kind of Robin Hood-ish, but... Um... Yeah, and he does the thing. He's going to steal the laughter, but then he drops the bottle. Yeah, so, so. I guess everyone gets their laughter back. But, you know, I feel like there's a missing joke here. 
like like it should be like the end of uh the Adam West Batman movie. Everyone's laughing again, but they have the wrong laugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that would have required us to like be able to differentiate the different laughs in this. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they didn't bother to put that much effort into it. So, um I mean it ends with the king he's in bed and someone yells what the king is a fink. Yeah, and he's and he growls, "Guard, bring me my stomach medicine." So, I guess I guess he's learned something. Did the king have an arc? I I guess so. Well, I mean, the king has an arc. <laughs> I guess you got to you got to hand it to him. Um <laughs> he, uh, went a, he went on a journey, got wanting something, got it, but paid a heavy price and returned changed. He's he's a regular. It's uh it's like the story of King Midas. <laughs> oh yeah. Um I heard Don Messick in here too. I definitely heard that uh Papa Smurf voice. Oh, okay. So what did you think of of uh the Wizard of Id, the Chuck Jones short? Um you know, I might have liked to have seen another one, but better. <laughs> yeah. is, no, not a you know, this is damning it with faint praise, but I mean, I feel like they could have done this and had some more cartoons. This one wasn't good, but I felt like they could have done some good ones. Yeah, um, I'll say this. Um, I mean, you know, it's Chuck Jones because you can hear those horns. Um, oh, yeah. Those Chuck Jones always has that kind of big band disco sound. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Anytime yeah. it falls down, there's like, you know, like five minutes of horns just playing. <laughs> um, so I think both this one and the Muppets one were were very good adaptations of The Wizard of Id and uh, better than the comic strip. And yet, because the material they're adapting is so bad. There's only so much that they can really do, especially yeah. since, you know, I mean, maybe if they had got, gone to series, they would have had to eventually, ex you know, the necessity of filling all that time would have forced them to kind of expand beyond the comic strip into something better. Who knows? But I don't know. As, as it is, um, I can't say that either of them were particularly uh, um, inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't gr they didn't grab me as Wizard of Id projects, but as things by Chuck Jones and Jim Henson, I'm I'm glad to have them in you know in the public eye as something as maybe not the greatest work of these you know these two uh, legendary uh, creative figures, but you know some even their worst work is usually worth something. Man, can you imagine so? Brant Parker, I mean, not to speak ill of the dead, but uh, the cartoonist who's responsible for giving us Croc and Wizard of Id, two of the finest, <laughs> finest uh, <laughs> examples of the comic strip art. Now, I, I now now imagine imagine if if you were a cartoonist, right? and um done. maybe yeah done okay but just imagine that like you know you you are a cartoonist and you know maybe you're not you know not, not the best or anything but you got to see your work interpreted by jim henson and chuck jones i mean that, that's a, that's pretty cool it is 
It is fucking yeah, I'd feel like Parker. I'd feel like I was getting away with something, man. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe, <laughs> like, think of oh, all geez. the people that that like think I like almost I'm thinking like every single like person we know who does like a fucking like, you know, um dumbass webcomic or something, all of whom are like head and shoulders way more talented and driven than Brant Parker. And yet none yeah. of them will ever get to see their works as done by Jim Henson or Chuck Jones. Yeah. What a world. I mean we yeah, we we blame him for everything British, but we just love Alex's comics so much that I'm just imagining him like Answering the phone like, hello, is this? It's, Hi, this is the ghost of Jim Henson. I would like to make uh, a Muppet production of your Amy Oot comic. And uh, Alex would be like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Where's my paper bag? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a shit out of a Muppet Amy Oot. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be really good, actually. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, yeah. And, no, and, see. and Parker was just like, yeah, how much is what's in it for me? Yeah, what's it for me, huh? <laughs> Yeah, like, give him this Paul Lind voice. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna assume that that was his attitude. But uh, it's oh, man, it was a different time though. You could just fall into these jobs in those days. Apparently, in the '60s, yeah. Um, I mean, apparently, it was just because he was pals with Johnny Hart, and Johnny Hart kind of got him this gig. But mm. you know, still, it's oh, all so who you know. So he's the me to park to uh, Hart's you. Yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> in this so, relationship i'm <laughs> definitely the johnny hart you're the brad parker yes i'm the i yes you're definitely the cute chick and i'm the fat broad <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the wizards of ego and super ego are like oh well i hear that I, well i believe the wizard of uh soup of uh whatever <laughs> Wait, what is the? I was gonna make a joke, but then I realized I don't know what those things do. <laughs> ego, I know the, what the id does. I don't know what the ego does. <laughs> I think the ego is like logic, and I think the super ego is morality. Is that right? Uh, let's go with that. Yes. All right. Uh, which sure. means that the wizard of id is all about you know feeling and sensation and just like you know the thrill of the hunt. Actually, that kind of scans with his personality a little bit. Yeah, he's he's very amoral. So so the wizard of ego would be very concerned about his self-image and the wizard of super ego would be, you know, concerned about what's doing the right thing. Yeah. So hmm. so if you imagine there are two other kingdoms called ego and super ego, it makes this a lot more interesting. <laughs> Do you think I feel like the yeah, actually, you know what? I kind of like this uh the the concept that they would get together for a wizard's council, you know. Perhaps yeah. they're all brothers. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they have totally very different uh, kingdoms that all kind of suffer from the same issues, but for different reasons. You know, the the Wizard of Id is, you know, their kingdom is totally unlawful because it's all, you know, bite and scratch me first. And the Wizard of Ego would be kind of just, I like, would be everyone's out for themselves, but in more that kind of selfish gene way. And that like, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to share with you because it means you might share later, that kind of thing. Right. Right. Of course, we're still making up what we think ego and super ego means. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You know what though, man, we took, it took us what, like two minutes to think of a much more entertaining concept than Brant Parker and uh, Johnny Hart did. In also, 70 you years. Know what? 
you know what? At this point, the Wizard of Oz was public domain. You could have just made an actual Wizard of Oz comic strip. Oh my god, but can you imagine how bad a Wizard of Oz comic strip by Johnny Hart and Bram Parker would have been? Oh god, oh god, my gentles shriveled into my pelvis. <laughs> so like you'd have, oh I'm guessing, would the wizard be the wizard? Yeah, the wizard as the wizard, and oh, but the but the the evil spirit would be like the head that he talks to people through. Right, right. And um, I guess the king would be, I don't know, who would the king be? Like, Good, good question. I guess he's the scarecrow because he's a dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess, well, like, I you mean, know. Sir Rodney is a dumbass and also a coward, so he's like the scarecrow lion. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all dumbass. And he dresses in metal, so he's all three of them. Oh, there you go. Um, and I, and uh, Larson E.P. Petty Flogger is going to be the woggle bug. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, and uh, I guess I guess that makes Gwen the princess. I guess that makes her Ozma, and yeah, don't really... there you go. Yeah, and I guess uh, I guess Blanche is Aunt M. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, so uh, um, no, actually, yeah, uh, I probably would have still been bad. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no there's no salvaging the work of Brant Parker. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, not I mean, even for not even for a you know talented zombie strip uh, coordinator like um, like Mason Mastriani. But... <laughs> oh, is that the guy who's taken over recently? Yes, he's the cart. Yeah, he took over for uh, his uh, he took over for his grandfather Johnny Hart when BC ended when he died in two thousand seven. And uh, about eight years later, he became the cartoonist for Wizard of It as well. Hmm. Hmm. So he does. So he does two. He does two zombie strips, and he also has an original strip called The Dogs of Sea Kennel. Huh. Okay. So um, this is not somebody who uh, puts zero effort into things and then uh, g- gets to the golf course, or I don't know. I haven't read Dogs of Sea Kennel. Maybe he does. Well, um, okay, one second. Dogs of Sea Kennel? Yeah, not sea the, as in the oceans, the letter C. Okay. C, oh, I get it. All right, Sea Kennel. I wonder, is this going to be like a, um, a parody of like prison movies or, uh, you know, <laughs> that would or, like, be pretty um, funny, actually. The Great Escape. Oh, well, the, the style looks extremely, um, uh, Parker Brantish. So I can see the family resemblance. Um, Okay, oh, yeah. but how fair is it that this guy gets three fucking comics in the paper? Where's uh, the justice? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he gets three comics, and then dead people like Charles Schultz get one. How are we supposed to break into the comics page? Yeah, What? what's up with... Uh, plus, I mean, come on. I also think it's funny that it's like, it's like, oh, hey, you get to do uh, giant... BC and Wizard of Id, and they're like, oh, do you want to do it? It's like, do you want to do it? He's like, I come in, I've got a pitch for a new comic. If I were like the guy running the the studio, not the studio, the the syndicate, and be like, yeah, really? You're, you're, you're the, you're the, the BC Wizard of Id guy? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to give you another comic. Definitely. Definitely. That's a great, that's, that's a great track record. (laughs) It's like, okay. Whatever. And maybe the dog's sea kennel is very funny. I haven't actually read it. 
Um, well, I, I've been flipping through it. I would say it's better than what we've seen of BC and Wizard of Id, but then I haven't seen what he's been doing lately with uh, Wizard of Id and BC. So, yeah. I mean, However, I will say that the first thing he did when he uh, got to work on DC was that he gave them a dog. So this is one of those dog guys. Oh, he's a dog guy, huh? One of those dog guys. One of those like, why can't I take my dog with me to the grocery store? Yes. Yes, I know he has diarrhea. I still want to know why. Oh, my God. OK, you know what? <laughs> I uh, maybe. OK, uh, I spoke to Sue and this guy is apparently he's a little more. um He's a little, uh, despite everything, I guess he's not as old fuddy-duddy as I thought. Because I see a Dogs of Sea Kennel comic where there's a flea sitting at a table with, uh, the, the dog is putting flea powder on him, on himself. And then mm -hmm. the closest, cl there's a close-up of a flea just sitting at a table as flea powder falls around, all around him. And the flea just says, this is fine. <laughs> wow, I'm actually impressed. It's like, I mean, it's like, you, dude, you, I know you're basically just stealing a, 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 a joke from someone who's funnier, but I'm impressed that he knows what the meme is, you know? Although, I mean, like, I, looking at pictures of him, I, I, I guess he's not as old as I thought he was. I just assumed that this guy was born old because he's, you know, of the, of the Parker persuasion, so. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's about our age, so. Yeah. yeah. Wow, and we're very hipping with it, so yeah, we are. You know, we're super cool for forty. So. Yeah, we we know all the memes. <laughs> Actually, I don't know any of the memes. Well, there's the one where the dog says, "This is fine." Oh, that's true. There is that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. Come well, on, there's list the... all the memes. We got some all time the to kill. Okay, do you remember the one with the badgers? Oh, that's that's an old one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's an old one. And there used to be that owl that didn't believe things. Oh, I loved that owl. <laughs> it was that was a funny one. Um, uh, and I think there was all your base. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. No, they haven't yeah. come up with any other memes since then. So. And, um, and oh, uh, oh, and Sluggo is lit. Oh yeah, Sluggo is lit. Sluggo is lit, and uh, uh, children love the meat tank. You know, all <laughs> memes are in comic strips are basically the same thing, right? Yeah, but when you think about it, they kind of are. Me comic strips are the original memes. You know, okay, I found this, the flea strip you were talking about, and I gotta say, I was hoping that it was going to be, like, you know, the flea sitting there at the table, and flea powder rains down on it, and it, like, starts rolling up a dollar bill and putting it in its nose. <laughs> that would be, it wouldn't be yeah. yeah it wouldn't be they're not that cool no no i also think that the way that that strip was organized it would be funnier if we saw the flea powder before the flea saying this is fine but i guess yeah, he had to I do agree. it this way because otherwise he literally would just be stealing the the joke completely <laughs> and this way he can actually claim that he's done his own spin on it but i think the I flea is cute it looks like a super deformed cookie monster yeah, I can see that. All right, well, that's the Dogs of Sea Kennel. Um, that's the Dogs of Sea Kennel, which, as far as we know, does not have a cartoon. But if it does, we will be eager to see what has been built on the ashes of Parker and Hart. Yeah. Oh, apparently um, there was going to be a Wizard of It feature film. I know we were joking about that earlier, but 
Wikipedia what says. What feature film? <laughs> yeah, uh, check this out. So according to Wikipedia, Paul Williams, um, whom you know as uh, the American singer, uh, songwriter, and uh, actor, uh, in the early 1980s touted an id feature film as upcoming in talk show appearances. I wanted to do The Wizard of Id as a feature. I went up to Endicott, New York, and stayed with Johnny Hart, who became a really good friend, and actually made a deal with Columbia Pictures to do Wizard of Id as a feature. I was going to play the king. Then that whole David Begelman thing happened, and it all fell apart. Um, What's the whole David Begelman thing? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> apparently, David Begelman was a American film producer who was involved in a studio embezzlement scandal. So I assume that's oh. what they're talking about. Um, okay, okay. I just find it interesting that Paul Williams was so into this that he went to uh, Johnny Hart and, and uh, got convinced him to do a Wizard of Id feature film. Because Paul Williams was that eager to play the king. Paul? I don't think of Paul Williams when I picture the King of Id. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no. He's kind of short, I guess, but. I mean, uh, he, he doesn't. Yeah, he's not. Re... Gosh. Um, uh, well, let's see. Uh, what does he actually do? Oh, he was in the Muppet movie. Maybe yeah, that's how he, he got the idea. the Rainbow Connection. Yeah, maybe that's how he got the idea because he saw uh, Jim Jim uh, Henson doing the uh, you know the uh, the id puppet show and was like ah there's legs here. <laughs> Paul Paul Williams just as I, I I just can't I just can't wrap my head around that. I mean it's not like I know that much about Paul Williams, but still weird. Yeah, that is a, that is not what I would have thought of. Um, all right. Well, anyway, so. <laughs> So that, on that weird little uh, side note, we close out The Wizard of Id. Oh, The Wizard of Id was all a dream, and you weren't there, and neither were you. 